This is the Food Factor Podcast, the show that talks about the connection between your health and what you eat or don't eat. I'm your host, Stephanie Mahachek, clinical nutritionist, health coach, science nerd, perma student, and mother of four. I love dogs, babies, and most of all, talking about all things health, wellness, and the weirdness of the human body. Thank you for being here. Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Food Factor Podcast. I am your host, Stephanie Mahachek, and I am thrilled that you are here because we are continuing the conversation that we've been having for the past couple of episodes or so all around mindset and dieting. And if you haven't yet listened to some of the previous episodes, um, you'll know that I am not a fan of dieting. As a nutritionist, I think that Most people assume when they come to me that I'm going to put them on a diet. Actually, I see this quite a bit where people (laughs) almost have their shields up at that first appointment when they come and we have our conversation and we're working through some of the history and the food habits and all of that. People have their guard up for sure because they are almost anticipating a blow, (laughs) if you will. They're almost waiting for me to say, okay, starting tomorrow, no carbs or sugar for you. Um, And that will never happen. That will never happen when you work with me because of the fact I don't believe in that. But what we are talking about today is the reason you jump from diet to diet. That is the title of this episode. And it is something that as we continue to talk, I think you might respond in one of two ways. When I tell you the reason you jump from diet to diet, You may be insulted or you may be like, yeah, that's right. That's me. Um, So depending on how you take this is all on you. It's all up to you. I'm simply just stating the facts from what I have seen, heard, and researched. Now, a lot of people reading that title might say, well, the reason I jump from diet to diet is because of my willpower or my timing or all of these barrier, barrier, barriers. That is not the case. Well, kind of not the case. The reason you jump from diet to diet without seeing results is because you take yourself with you from diet to diet. Now, some of you, again, might be kind of triggered by this and might be angry and might be shutting off the podcast and swearing me off, you know, whatever. That's okay. Sometimes the most triggering things that we hear are the things that we need to hear the most. And I want to break this down. When I say you take yourself with you, that's not a jab at you. It is an open discussion about your beliefs and your habits and your thoughts that are keeping you where you're at despite the environment you put yourself in. So if you place yourself in a different diet every month or a different diet every quarter or whatever, the factors change, meaning the structured role or the protocol or whatever changes from the diet. But you yourself keep with you your beliefs and your thoughts and your patterns and habits around food and food choices and and lifestyle and all of that, regardless of the environment, right? It's like putting a kitten in one room of the house and then putting it in the car. It's a different environment. It's still a kitten. So you may think like, what, what is she talking about? What, 
And I want to I want to dive into this a lot. And this is actually what we dive into a lot in the E3 program that I'll mention in a second. But let's break this down. We constantly feel like we need to fix something. I need to fix my diet. I need to fix my health. I need to fix my finances. We focus on the problem or we focus on the symptoms and you don't need to be fixed. You're not broken. But what might be happening is you may simply be misaligned from your goals. The outcome you want doesn't necessarily match the actions you're taking now. So I talk a lot in both my private practice with clients and in presentations that I do around the community and on the podcast about beliefs and thoughts and habits. So if if this is all still kind of new to you, I'll kind of sum up and do a little recap real quick. When you have a habit, and we all have habits, you know, I heard a statistic that we are on autopilot 80 to 90% of the day autopilot. Like <laughs> I drive a lot. So I was like, Ooh, that's, that's a little scary to know that you're on autopilot most of your day, but from a nutritional lens, that's also the case. So how many of us have the same breakfast every day or roughly the same snack every day or dinner might change a little bit, but it's generally the same components. Maybe you have an afternoon or an evening snack or whatever. Maybe you have the same exact drink every day. We are on autopilot with our nutritional habits as well. But I want to talk about what is a habit. So a habit is an action that you repeat. You cannot have a habit by doing something just once. It's a repeated action. So what is an action? An action is what you do based on your identity and your beliefs. So if I were to offer you a cigarette... If you weren't a smoker, you probably say, well, no, I don't believe in smoking. I, I don't identify as a smoker. I'm not a smoker. But for somebody who is, you'd be like, yeah, thanks. Same goes with nutrition. If I were to offer, you know, somebody who's vegan a burger, they would say, no, I don't believe in eating meat. I don't believe, I don't identify as that. So your actions come from your beliefs. Now let's break down what a belief is. A belief is just a thought you continue to think. It's just a thought you continue to think. Think about it. What do you believe in? Let's say you believe in aliens. (laughs) I don't know. I'm pulling stuff out of thin air. Let's say you believe in aliens. You think about aliens. You think about, hey, what was that that just shot across the sky? It's It's a thought you continue to believe. Aliens are out there. We're not alone. It's all of these thoughts that you continue to believe or you continue to think that forms into a belief. And what's interesting is I heard, I I saw a research article and I heard some uh, uh, researchers talking on a podcast about how many times you have to think something before it becomes a belief. 67. (laughs) 67 times that you think a thought before it becomes a belief. Now, of course, this is on average, but that's really interesting, right? Because if you have some beliefs that aren't serving you or they're causing actions that form into habits, that form symptoms, that form problems, you can just backtrack that and simply change your thought and think of a new thought 67 times. Now, I'm gonna go over this in a minute on how to do that, but I thought that was 
entirely interesting. So it's really your beliefs are simply just a thought you continue to think. And at any point, you have the power to change your thoughts. If the thought that you have, maybe it's about your diet, maybe it's about your health, maybe it's about your weight. If the thought is self-doubt or some other limiting belief, you have got to neutralize it and drop it like a top. So what is a limiting belief? A limiting belief is a, a thought that you continue to think, it's a belief, that limits your progress in becoming the person you're meant to become or the goal that you desire, or it, it prevents you from taking the next step. That is a limiting belief. It's that negative chatter, that self-talk that comes from who knows where that limits your progress forward. And a limiting belief, a lot of people believe, and I am one of them, that it is simply your brain protecting you. It is simply your ticket to stay in your comfort zone. And when we are chalk, when we're trying to change habits, our brain does absolutely not want to do any part of that. Our brain is trying to keep us safe. It's survival mode. That subconscious brain, that autopilot part of our brain, it's safe there. It doesn't have to use many resources when it doesn't have unexpected things thrown its way. So our our bodies prefer, our brains prefer to be on autopilot because it's safe. Now, in the context, I always, I hear about all these things. I read about things. I listen to other podcasts that talk all about mindset and brain and everything I listen to, I apply it through the lens of nutrition. And when it comes to our nutrition, especially if you have a history of dieting, we want to feel safe. Our bodies want to feel safe, even if the thing that we are doing, the action or the habit we are doing is not safe. Even if it is harmful to us, even if it is not in line with our goals, it's safe. It's our comfort zone. So when you go on a diet and you fall off that diet a few weeks or months later, we blame what? Willpower. We blame our, we blame something that came up. Maybe there was a barrier. Maybe it was a holiday. Maybe it was a vacation. Maybe it was an illness. Maybe it was a kid. Maybe it was a job, whatever. We put all this blame on it when really what it is, is your core being trying to keep you safe in the comfort zone. So I got off track a little bit because I find this so very fascinating, but let's talk about what to do when you have some of those limiting beliefs and that self-doubt. So first of all, do not shame yourself or fault yourself for having limiting beliefs. Everybody has limiting beliefs or self-doubt in some capacity most days. Even the people that you look at and you're like, they got their stuff together, they are rocking life. Those people have self-doubt and limiting beliefs. Everybody does in some fashion. Now, when you're talking about the lens of nutrition or their health or what they're eating or doing or whatever, Nobody's immune to that. So the negative voices in our head, the things that says, you know, you can't do that. You can't do this. That's not going to work. How do you get rid of that? How do you neutralize that? I will tell you through experience that the best way to neutralize 
those thoughts. Again, those are thoughts. Thoughts are changeable. The best way to neutralize them is to pinpoint that belief. So figure it out. Find out what the true belief is. If you keep having all these bombarded thoughts of, I can't do it. This isn't going to work for me, whatever. You got to narrow it down. You got to, you can't just umbrella it. You got to narrow it down to one specific thought. Maybe the thought when it comes to dieting might be nothing has worked before. That might be a thought. So this isn't going to work either. Nothing's going to work. So you got to pinpoint that belief. That is a belief. And then say it out loud or write it out. In the, in the E3 program, I have people write it out because I think a clear visual is way more powerful, but you can do whatever works best for you. But write out the actual belief or thought that you have related to that thing. If it is, nothing's going to work. That You write that out. Now, I want you to list out all the reasons that that is not true. So for example, if somebody says, and I have had people say this, who are um, addicted to say Diet Coke. Diet Coke is a big one, a big one that people are very much addicted to. When somebody says, I could never give up Diet Coke, that is a limiting belief. So if they were to write it out, I can't give up Diet Coke, then I'd have them list out all the reasons that that's not true. If it's helpful for you, and sometimes people need like a goal to shoot for, so I might say, list out 10 reasons why that's not true, because it's a stretch, it makes you really think. And the more you put thought into it, the more ridiculous the things that come up. And it's easier to neutralize that limiting belief. So back to the example of Diet Coke. I can never give up Diet Coke, okay? Maybe one of the things that makes that not true is, have you always from day one drink Diet Coke every single day of your life? Of course not. Have you ever had something else that you also enjoy to drink? Of course you have. Is Diet Coke the thing that makes you who you are? No. List out all the things related to that belief that make that not true. Then step two would be pick your favorite one of those. And that is your new belief related to that topic. So every time you're faced with giving up Diet Coke, for example, maybe your favorite of the list that you made was, I also like water. I also like water. I also like, I don't know, fill in the blank, sparkling water. I also like water with lemon in it, whatever. If, if your counter thought to that limiting belief is, I also like lemon with wa water with lemon in it, every time that limiting belief pops up, you catch yourself saying it and you replace it with the new belief. So every time you say, oh, I could never give up Diet Coke, you immediately stop yourself and you say, but I also like water with lemon in it. I also like water with lemon in it. The more you repeat this, the stronger that neural pathway will be in your brain. And your brain, which is on autopilot the majority of the time, eventually will shift over to that being true. Again, 67 times thinking something for it to become a belief. That's not that many. If you think about it, if you're intentional with it, you could easily change some thoughts and beliefs rather quickly. This is where affirmations come from. So the more you repeat the new thought, the more you can catch yourself in the old thought 
and repeat it with the new thought, the more you can do that, your brain will eventually shift over and be like, oh, we believe this now. This is our new belief. Okay, then it's on autopilot with that new belief. So I'm making this seem a lot easier than it is. And maybe the Diet Coke example wasn't the greatest one, but you can see where I'm going with that. It's that simple to change some of your beliefs. Let's do another example. This one actually was from a client, actually two, who had the same limiting belief and they had no idea that it was even a limiting belief that was keeping them stuck. Their limiting belief was, I don't deserve it. I don't deserve to get healthy. And this was not something that they just thought of, oh, that's my limiting belief. It was after we whittled it away and peeled back layers and talked about self-sabotage and why they were setting goals and not meeting goals. Um, and, and all of it, when we really whittled it down through questioning and some self-exploration and self-reflection, it came down to the fact that they didn't believe they deserved to be healthy. So when we write out that limiting belief, I don't deserve it, or I don't deserve to be healthy, think about all the ones that, all the ways that that is not true. Of course you deserve to be healthy. Of course, of course you deserve to feel good. Of course you deserve to have energy and be in balance with your nutrition and the food choices that you're making. Of course you deserve that. But sometimes the limiting belief kind of self-reflection type of work can uncover things that you had no idea was even an active thought because it's so buried. It's so deep in there. But it's one of the, the, one of the things that are driving your actions. So thoughts and beliefs drive action. And if your beliefs are misguided or misaligned, those are the ones we need to find. And those are the ones we need to neutralize. And one of the other things I wanted to touch base on real quick was the idea of self-integrity. Many people have those self-sabotaging behaviors. And many of the self-sabotaging behaviors that we do are rooted in our own poor view of ourselves. So integrity means you say what you're going to do and you do what you're going to say. If somebody's like, yeah, they have high integrity, that means that they, they're true to their word is another way of thinking about that. But self-integrity means you hold yourself and what you tell yourself you're going to do to those same standards because you deserve it. If you have some pushback or if you notice a pattern of not following through with your goals, this is the place to start. Explore the reasoning behind why you don't follow through for yourself. Maybe you're the most integral person to others. I'm talking to you, parents. You're very integral to your children, but you're not to yourself. And in our culture, we've kind of just tossed that aside and normalized that and thought, oh yeah, I do everything for myself. I'm just being a mom. No, since when is being a good mom ignoring your own goals? We have to get past this notion that self-care is selfish. It's absolutely absurd. Being self-integral is a good goal to have. Doing what you say you're going to do and following through with it. There is a quote that I heard and I 
I looked to see the author of this quote and I could not find it. I even Googled it, didn't come up. So if you know the, the author of this quote, please let me know so I can update this. But the quote was, when you don't stand in the truth of what you want, you receive what you don't want. Let that land with you for a second. When you don't stand in the truth of what you want, you receive what you don't want. That's exactly what we've been talking about. When you have health goals or weight loss goals or diet goals or any any goal that you set for yourself, when you don't hold yourself in the truth of what you want, you receive what you don't. When you don't do the actions that align with the thing that you want, you don't receive what you want. When you don't believe or think that you can do the thing that you want, you don't get the thing that you want. Being ready to do and make changes and form new habits, being ready to do that is a decision. It's not a feeling. It's not like I don't feel ready. You decide. That's my belief. I am ready. Even if I don't have all the tools in place or the right things in alignment yet, I'm doing it. I'm ready. It's a decision, not a feeling. So I know I went a little bit longer on this episode, but I want to start you off by maybe doing an affirmation. So again, this can be done for any belief that you're trying to incorporate, but doing an affirmation, having something, some sort of mantra, having something that you can repeat over and over and over again, maybe put it as a screensaver on your phone so you see it and you think it and you you know, visualize it every single time you look at your phone or every single morning, you're going to say it 67 times or at least 30 times in the morning, 37 times at night, whatever, whatever works for you. Find an affirmation that aligns with the beliefs and the goals that you're trying to achieve and hold yourself accountable, hold hold yourself in self-integrity, tell yourself you're going to say it 67 times and form this new belief. So one that I found that I really like that kind of aligns with what we've been talking about is I am turning my doubt into determination. I am turning my doubt into determination. I am turning my doubt into determination. If you are having doubts about yourself for making new health goals or nutrition goals or forming new habits and you're doubting yourself, you're turning it into determination. You don't have to have all the answers. You just have to make the first step. Now, again, we went a little off topic with this one, but this is exactly the type of thing that we work through in the upcoming E3 program. You cannot change your habits, which is where everybody starts. You cannot change those habits until you peel back the beliefs and the thoughts that are driving them in the first place. And sometimes those take a little bit longer to get in balance and get in alignment with the goals that you truly want. A lot of times the goals that we truly want, when you really dive into specifically what you want, your goals change. I've seen this happen a lot as well. Somebody comes to me and says, I want to lose 25 pounds. When I do more questioning, when I ask a lot more details about things and we dive further into whatever, oftentimes they're like, well, yeah, I actually don't even really care if I lose weight. I just want to have this. I want to feel that. I want to be this. I want to do that. It has nothing to do with the scale, which of course circles back to my overall messaging of throw your scales out, stop dieting, but I digress. So a lot of times 
we need to peel back the layers to understand what the core goal is in the first place. And that's okay to do. It's okay if it changes. So if you are interested in learning more about how to do some of this with your goals, uh, join us in the E3 program. It's coming up soon. If Depending on when you're listening to this, it will be starting in October. Uh, this is being recorded um, in 2022. So if you're listening to this like in 2023, still check the website because we'll be running it multiple times throughout the year. So you can always hop on the wait list. But currently for the next upcoming round that starts in October, join the wait list. The link is in the show notes. It's also on the foodfactornutrition.com website. The uh, enrollment will be opening very, very soon. And a lot of times messages get missed in social media and in emails, it gets missed. But if you are on the wait list, you will be outreached immediately when you are able to enroll. So make sure you hop on the wait list. This will be six weeks of deep diving into some of these beliefs, thoughts, and patterns, forming new ones. There's some uh, group meetings that we will break down each and every one of your beliefs if you want to. There's journaling and self-reflection exercises. There are guest speakers. I am getting uh, one of my good friends who is a hypnotist to come on and and do some affirmation type of work with everybody. It's going to be a blast. And I'll also have recipes and healthy eating guides and all sorts of things. Because when you are working on some of this stuff, um, also forming the new habits right away can be exactly what you need to like lay that foundation of the healthier eating and and the, the ultimate goal of feeling better. So I'll have some guidance around the nutrition aspect of that as well. So please join the waitlist. The enrollment will be opening soon. I don't want you to miss it. And again, if you have any questions, I would love for you to send them my way, post them on social media. If any part of this episode really stuck with you, message me or post it on on uh, Facebook or Instagram. I'd love to know what what resonated the most with you. And for those of you who have been leaving reviews, I wholeheartedly thank you. It has been so helpful to get this podcast seen by other people who are wanting this information and just don't know where to look. So if you have somebody that this might be of interest to, you can forward it. You just hit the little share button in the podcast uh, platform that you're listening to this on, or you can send them straight to the podcast page on the website. Um, There's a little, if you go to foodfactornutrition.com up on top, there's a little tab that says podcast. You can send them to that podcast page and they can listen to this as well. Uh, I hope that you are all having a wonderful day and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of the week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Food Factor Podcast. It is my personal mission to help people make the best food choices that they can for their particular situation. So if you found this episode helpful, I would be so grateful if you would share it with a friend or a family member or somebody who needs to hear this information and also leave me a review. Those are the things that help get this podcast seen and heard by more people who could use the help as well. I really appreciate your support. Thank you so much for listening.